Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... We're an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. January 27th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. We're on both sides of the radio dial and ready to get this weekend started off right. The biggest UK basketball game of the season. The first real just colossal home game of the season, which is pretty crazy to to be in late, late January and get to that point. But we're there. We're here. We're excited. And good morning to you, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We're going to throw it over to Chief Meteorologist Justin Kalen. It's very chilly outside. There's a, a lot of accidents in the Louisville area. Scoots, what do you have for us? Are there a lot of accidents in the area? I haven't seen that because the weather up here is just fine. Woke up this morning, a little snow on my car, a little ice, but, you know, just get out early, turn it on, heat it up, let the uh, let the defrost do its thing, and you'll be fine. The roads are great. Scoots, we got we to gotta increase our team coverage, buddy, because, uh, I mean, the Gene Snyder's closed at the East End Bridge, right, TJ? It sure is, Roush, and I'm a little disappointed in our chief meteorologist not having that well, scoop. Well, that's because I put that, assi- I put that assignment off on my – Non-chief meteorologist, you guys. You all are just meteorologists. No chief. Well, that wouldn't that be more traffic? Maybe so. <laughs> uh, there are accidents around town, and a lot of people are waking up to snow, ice on their car. Uh, lucky me, I've got a garage. Don't don't have to worry about that. Not not a big, not a huge deal. Uh, the rich get richer. Our, our, our buddy Big Blue Drew said that he was having to stick his head out the window d- due to poor defrost planning. So uh, <laughs> be safe, Big be safe, Big Blue Drew. Allow yourself some extra time. Make sure your windshield gets taken care of, and then you always want to add a little extra time so you can pop in a Thornton's Roush. Oh, you have to. And uh, I love today we had uh, a little family get together at Thornton's. My wife stopped at Thornton's. And uh, so did my dad on the way over here. They ran into each other. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, I, I mean, know you. I know you. Thornton's the place to be. It's popping. Some You're running to the whole house family. Yeah, you just want to go where everyone knows your name. Um, and that's how you become wealthy 
uh, horse racing empire family is you save money by going to Thornton's every day. So that that's that's a great way to save up the bucks so you can one day purchase award-winning racehorses. Stop by Thornton's, fuel up to start your weekend. A great day starts at Thornton's. Now, if you're new to Thornton's and you haven't downloaded the app, they're going to get breakfast on the house. Uh, any breakfast sandwich, any drink of your choosing, when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member, wherever you get apps, just search for the Thornton's app, and they will be delivering goodies year-round to Refreshing Rewards members. Uh, we've got a fun show planned for you today. A lot to get to. We're going to preview Kentucky and Kansas. Bill Self looking to avoid his first ever four-game losing streak, I believe. He's always won mm-hmm. uh, the three times that he's had three games losing streak, and a couple of those games are against good teams in Bill Self history. I'm sure there's not too many Bill Self historians out there. Well, uh, Jeff a, Goodman. It's I mean. a hairy history. That being said, two of those wins came against ranked teams, but not one of them was on the road. So this will be his first time having a three-game losing streak and hitting the road. Uh, It's going to be an absolute wild, wild atmosphere, but we've got two hours to talk about it. Roush, how was your Thursday evening? Did you get into anything wild and crazy? Uh, No, I watched a 35-minute Catholic video about baptism. That was fun. So, yeah. Wild and crazy. You feel closer to the Lord now. Yes, yes. So uh, getting getting our ducks in a row to get old Frankie baptized, but though it it very much had a feel of the like the production value and timestamp of the sexual harassment video from the office. Obviously, different subject matter, um, but the styles, the kind of corniness of it, it was very uh, you know they laid it on thick. They laid it on thick. I'm sure the church loves you comparing their video to the office's sexual harassment video. Eh, you know, on the verge of Ca- on the verge of Catholic school week too, Roush. Oh wow! I guess it is that time of the year. Yeah, I'm mostly just talking about production quality and the styles. the The styles in the mid 2000s were uh, something else. Let me tell you. I saw that you were also tweeting about sleep regression. Yeah, uh, Frank woke up at four. Um, and, uh, maybe took like a 30 minute nap since, but finally we just threw him in a, uh, a rocker or what, what do you, a swing, swing. He fell asleep in the swing this morning at about six 30 after just refusing to, unless he was being held earlier. So, but I still, I went to bed early last night though, uh, TJ, that was the big, uh, big hit. It was a it paid off, got about seven hours. So I'm, I'm fired up. I'm ready to roll. That's good. Good. Happy, happy to hear it. Uh, Justin Kalen, how was your Thursday evening? What'd you get into, buddy? I uh, I had to work till about 530 and then I got a nice little haircut slash beard trim, which was really cool for me. I've never gone to the barber and be like, hey, can you trim my beard up? Because I've never grown a beard this long. So that was a cool experience. Always nice getting a haircut, feeling good. I did not go to bed early. There was nothing on last night, but for whatever reason, I stayed up till close to 11. And Roush, unlike you, seven hours is not enough for me. I need eight, sometimes even nine. So I'm a little tired today, but I'll get a nap. It's nap day. Pumped. I think every, this day's, might... nap, every day's nap day for you, Scoots. No, I, I rarely get naps. No, every day's nap day. I get I get at least one nap a week. I'll give you that. 
You nap more than Lucy do, does, buddy. What a life. Oh, uh, good. I, we watched uh, the, the wife is one of those people that wants to watch all the Oscar nomination movies. And if it's one that I'm interested in, I'll watch. If it's one that I'm not interested in, I'm not going to sit myself through that. Because uh, some of those are just horrible. No, no offense to the Oscar nomination movies. I'm sure they, they need they, they need my affirmation that they have good movies. I uh, know, but some of them just look terrible. I'm not interested in the slightest. However, we watched All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, I bet that movie's awesome. Is it is it all subtitles? No. No. Oh, sweet. They they start with like the intro that and it says like all quiet in the western front, but it's in German and Scooch, you're German. How do you say that in German? Uh, what oh, I can't see it. Well, no. it's all quiet in the western front. Yeah, I mean, you should know. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I have no idea. No, uh, no clue. They say it. They have that in German around. So I thought I was like, "Oh no, it's going to be all in subtitles," uh, but it's it's not. They they have the German okay. speaking English. Although I think they have the French just speaking French. Like they don't. They are in subtitles, but there there's only a couple scenes where they're in it at all. Gotcha. Uh, so that 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 it, it was good though. It's long. That was probably the only downside. It's long. Um, Saint X. My going into my senior year, it was the first year they'd ever tried this. They did summer reading as if we were fourth graders. And they were like, here's the books you need to read this summer. And naturally, with it being the first go around of doing that, uh, it didn't go over well. A lot of people didn't read any of the books. And one of the books that was required reading was All Quiet on the Western Front, which is a genre that I like, but... You know, (laughs) as a 17 year old, I having my last summer as a high school student, I wasn't totally into reading Roush. So and it's um, it's it's kind of contemporarily written too. like it wasn't written exactly at the time. But anything in in the styles of early 20th century is a little bit more difficult than what we're used to putting our eyeballs on. Uh, Have you read it? I I tried reading it because it was like when I was big into reading. but it was just a, a little on the. It was a, it was a, it was a tough read. For, it was a tough read. It, it really it really was. It was one of the few books that I started and just like, ah, eh, not 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 really for me. Again, I I probably would like it more now as a thirty one year old than I did as a seventeen year old. Uh, and I'll, and then in the movie, they you know a couple times they're reading letters from home, and it triggered this flashback from me, Ralph. Oh. That in the book they have those letters, yeah, and I hated them. Because for the letters, they had smaller print and it was italicized. Yep. And I, anytime you'd get to like a letter page, you're like, darn, this is going to even take longer to and, read. And I'm pretty sure they wrote it in like accent style too. Kind of like Mark Twain, where he would just put like random ass apostrophes everywhere to take up for letters. And you're like, what is this? What are they? What words are these? Yeah. Yeah. But the movie, much better than I remember the book being. Although I should probably give the book another fair chance. Uh, it was good. But- I don't think the wife loved it because it's not the happiest movie in the world, but I've got some bad news about world wars. Uh, really, um, any wars. Not, not happy. Especially that one. Um, oh, yeah. My, my, my question for you, TJ, uh, World War One movies are hard to make because of just the nature of the way that war was fought. 1917 has... Uh, that That's the best one to date so far as far as uh, putting you... Uh, in the moment and kind of giving you the feel of what it was like how how does this stack up in world war one movie uh typography 
Well, afterwards, the wife was like, that just felt like it was 1917, the movie. It felt like I've seen that movie before, which I disagree with. But uh, it's good, you know? It shows how horrible World War I was and how much it would stink. I think what this does, and I think the book tried to do this as well, uh, and shout out to my my English teacher at St. X, Mr. Hilbert, because the first day he was like, all right, just straight up, how many of you all read this book? And people were like, half-ass putting their hand up like kind of a little bit he was like i gotta make you all do a quiz on it it's very it's not gonna have anything really to do with your final grade so just take a bad score it won't matter i promise you're gonna have enough homework and other quizzes where this is gonna get washed out uh just take it take a bad grade i won't care we're not gonna spend any time on it i didn't make you all read the book the school did so that was really cool but i think the (laughs) book does the same thing where it just does a good job of showing that like we so often when it comes to wars view things as the good and bad guys when in reality people are forced upon death to have to follow out orders and do things that they don't even know what they're really doing they're just normal humans that are forced into horrible horrible situations that they don't want to do uh and the, the movie does a great job just kind of showing how helpless these young germans were just being sent to the front line if they talked back, they just got killed. And, hey, go help us win this war. You're going to die. We don't care. And they do a good job of just showing just how like much the Germans don't like their enemy, but also don't like the people that are giving them their commands. And that's really any war, even to this day. So it, it, it's a really good movie. And the, the score on it, I would imagine that is probably going to win something. Uh, it's it's good. I recommend it. It is okay. just long. That's that's the only downside. Is like you gotta. Hey, it's two and a half hours, so you. That's that's tough to sometimes sit through. But we turned it on after we put baby down. We were up in bed by like ten o'clock, so it wasn't terrible. But it is a long movie. Can you come yeah. on John Spears today, TJ? Because he watched it last night, and he's gonna want to talk all about it. I definitely didn't watch it and won't. Yeah, I heard I heard him saying that today he's going to do some movie reviews. Why don't you tell him that Kentucky plays its biggest home game of the season, maybe save the movie reviews for the summer? Oh, we'll talk about that too, I'm sure. But yeah, I'll I'll uh, pass that along. By the way, from, by the way, he ahead. said if you uh want an autograph from reading that article about him and Tony Burke, he'll give it to you for free. He said he usually charges 10 bucks, but for you he'd give it to you for free. <laughs> I'll settle with just him reading my text on the Thornton's text line when I text in. How big time is John Spears that he doesn't read the GD Sports Talkers text into the show? <laughs> when was I that? Fast pass into the Thornton's text line. And you yeah, let him know I said that, okay? When was that? Uh, like two or Wednesday, I think. I said, How about them Tigers? All right. I'll give him some crap. Hey, yeah. basketball. They are really rocking and rolling. Again, I, I think everything runs through Ballard in the seventh region, but. They're right there as good as anybody else in the region, if you if you ask me. So, uh, And John Spears always does an amazing job when he's calling those basketball games, which it seems like more often as of late, he would be he, – he could say if that's accurate or not. But it seems like they're doing more basketball games, and often you can hear them on the Big X, which is always uh, a great time. Scoots, one disappointing thing for my Thursday was I didn't hear anybody comment – on the redecorations we did at the Big X studio. No. I don't th- I didn't hear Spears say it and I didn't hear Rutherford yeah. and I didn't get to hear the entire Rutherford show. Spears did comment on it. We did some redecorating and nobody said anything well, about it. So Spears is the type of guy he wouldn't have noticed. 
He he comes in here, does his job. He doesn't like take everything in. The only thing he notices is if the cable is not working. So don't take offense that he didn't notice. I don't I don't think he notices anything. Now Rutherford and Trevor, little weird. Yeah, the the way we had everything set up. But I do think so. Full disclosure to the listeners, TJ. There's this Louisville poster, and you wrote on it in Sharpie, National Chumps or whatever. I don't even know what it says, but the the <laughs> <laughs> the sharpie is really hard to read on that poster so i don't know that they would have saw it oh man is he, it still there in the same spot it is yeah but i think we needed like a fat sharpie you know those big fat ones needed one of them well it's pretty unusual that that trevor wouldn't have just gotten mad that his eagles flag was was covered up that dude could have just like a murder in front of him and he wouldn't even notice it. But if anything touches or happens to his Eagle Super Bowl championship flag, he sees it, snaps his fingers, wants it changed instantly. And it's it's almost impressive, just like how he can be so oblivious to everything going on into his life. But that Eagles flag, if it's just even like slightly down a little bit, he'll take care of it and instantly fix it. So the fact that he didn't know, so the plan was to put the UVL poster up there, then be like, oh, I need to move that. It's covering up my Eagle Super Bowl flag. And then they'd see that there was some writing on it, because you are right. It, it's not something that would just pop out to you without like passing by. You'd have to go up there and see, like, oh, there's writing on this. What does it say? And it was tough to figure out because it's such a dumb poster. Uh, and we did write national chumps on it, 2022-2023 national chumps, you're 2-18. and 18. U of L Cardinals is the Wildcat head still in the rafters? It is, yeah, uh, yeah. I can confirm that that is still there, and it does look like the poster's over the Eagles banner. Maybe we should have just taken the Eagles banner. He definitely would have probably noticed that. But that's the bummer because I don't know when they're going to be back in that studio. But Man. oh well, oh well. At least, at least we had we we could dream. Um, but I was hoping to get some reaction out of them, but. But not to be. We also put Mike Rutherford's card on Little Howard, the trophy given to the winner of the UK U of L radio show for the annual football game. The teams get the Governor's Cup. The radio shows get Little Howard. Uh, but bummer, bummer. Oh, you know what? Some shenanigans. I just put two and two together. So it may be my fault why they didn't notice. <gasps> oh no. So you had put, before you left yesterday, you had put Little Howard in the window between the production room and the studio. You moved it out of the way to talk I'm, to Spears, didn't I you? moved it out of the way to talk to Spears and didn't move it back. Damn it, Scoots. Uh, but it's still, set, it's still set up nicely where they can see it. It's just on the table below the TV. But I should have, it's on me, I should have put it back. Then I think we may have got a reaction. Now, that's why it was put there, so they had to see it. I know. I feel like... On the TV, nobody does that. I, I feel like a doofus. My fault. Jeez Louise. Roush, what are we going to do with this guy? We try oh, to do man. silly little immature pranks, and Scoot <laughs> ruins it. Completely ruins it. Uh, all right, Roush, there was some football news yesterday. Cat's got a commitment. I think we'll maybe save some of the, the, the hoop talk for, for the next segment since we're kind of running low. But uh, football news yesterday. Yeah, Hayes Johnson commits... To to Kentucky, uh, first and foremost, I, I I just I like when Kentucky gets Kentucky kids to play on their offensive line. They got a pretty good track record of it. Uh, Landon Young, Drake Jackson, 
those are the big ones you think of. But Mason Wolf, Austin Dotson, those were solid contributors for years and years. Eli Cox has been a couple of years starter. Jagger Burton going on year two in his starting role. <laughs> uh, so they they have a it's a, it feels like a pretty high four when getting in state kids uh, to commit to play on the offensive line at Kentucky. It's good for the the kind of culture. Like you've got to maintain that status quo. And I think the other thing is too, uh, and John Hale wrote about it. Uh, I mentioned this stat when Ty Bryant signed, but Ty Bryant's the first first commitment um, to actually sign with Kentucky in like, uh, whew, it was going all the way back to Landon Young in 2016. Um, so to start your 2024 recruiting class with an in-state kid, like he ain't flipping anywhere, right? So he, he he's going to be a wildcat. Having some continuity there, having this commitment before your junior day, um, as kind of the guy that the other guys can look to be like, all right, well, we know he's going to be there. Uh, a, a nice building block to get this recruiting class rolling in 2024. Yeah, and sometimes it's not that when UK loses their first commitment, it's that UK loses their first commitment. It's they tell that first commitment, eh, maybe you're going to get some more playing time elsewhere. You, 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 maybe it, they, they kind of separate. It's maybe sometimes mutual, sometimes maybe on Kentucky's end, sometimes on uh, sometimes on the players' end. So that's not going to be the case here. Also, an update, Roush. I should have brought this up when we were talking about the last time. Sometimes the geese go just directly into my property. Now I don't know what the HOA would have to say about shooting guns in mm-hmm. the in the neighborhood, but when the geese are on my property, I think they're fair game. I think they are too. So if he wants to make his way over to Lennytown. It's Goose City, USA, and he can uh, he can have his way there. Yeah. Having the the fringe with the mullets was a great touch to a commitment. Oh, I'm not was... sure I can remember something like that before. Oh, w- wonderful! I like man, really getting creative with the commitment. I love that part. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was it was really really good. Uh, and congrats to him. And seems like it should be a good addition. You can't teach size. Uh, and he's going to probably pe- play his tail off for UK. So uh, that, that's that's good news from a recruiting front. And sets up some positive momentum going into just a colossal recruiting weekend for UK football. Uh, going A lot of, lot of people are going to be on campus, Roush. They're doing mm-hmm. the, the nil signings and fan day thing at the convention center. And it's going it, to, it's, vibes are good for the football program. The vibes. And you know how much I don't like good. using that word. So, true, true. Uh, three quarterbacks, three four-star twenty twenty-five kids will be there. Uh, Cutter Bowley, uh, the Montgomery kid from Finley, Ohio, and then uh, the one that Justin Rowland found out yesterday was Stone Saunders. Which, man, isn't that like that? That dude's not a quarterback. That dude's a middle linebacker. Stone Saunders. His dad's the strength coach for the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Cats have a chance? Bring them on early. So I would think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Exciting. Are you going to be there at the fan day or you got the weekend off? Um, I, I, the, the plan is to, to go up uh, and just shake some hands, you know, see what it's all. I, I, I'm really just curious what it's going to look like. So that that's the plan as of right now to kind of go hang out for a little while Saturday afternoon. Okay, nice. Well, uh, may may see you in old Lex Town. 
might uh, make a video or two. So if you're stopping by and you're at the fan day, uh, come say hey, and I'll uh, talk to you. The best way to get Roush's attention is just to yell roll call. You'll sniff it. It really out. is. Um, loved when I was at the Music City Bowl and had somebody yell roll call at me. Um, just give, that, give that, him the, the universal roll call. He'll, 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 you may say, hey, how, does, how is he going to hear me without any ears? It's a, it's a sense thing. He just kind of senses the roll call and then he gets you. Uh, I, I did mention, though, the, the, the streak of guys that have been the first verbal commitment and a lot of them didn't end up there. Uh, John Hale has the the running list of all of the first verbal commitments. He posted that uh, either late last night or early this morning. Do you remember Montrell Custis? I'm not sure that I do. As a matter of fact, that some of these names I like. I mean, Mac Jones and and Jaron Williams, obviously those stand out. But Montrell Custis never heard that name before in my life. Like <laughs> I just completely forgot on that. But he. Uh, he flipped to Bama and ended up at Ole Miss, and I mean, he didn't play much there. Most of these guys on here, like Richie Leonard, um, three-star offensive lineman, never really played for Florida, uh, wasn't very good for him. So most of these early commitments, at least back in the day, didn't really pan out. Jeremiah Caldwell ended up at Louisville. Uh, so, I mean, he's obviously not going to do anything with his career. So uh, not too many swings and misses early on, except for uh, that one big exception in Mac Jones. That was a big one. Sheesh. Sheesh. But Cats did everything they could there. And I saw an article that Alabama prioritizing Cutter Bowley. Um, the only I mean, quarterback they've offered. Really? Huh, That's what the article said. I mean, they don't have an offensive coordinator right now, so I don't, you know. I'm sure I'm that sure. all will change based on who they hire. But uh, That's probably true. But, uh, but I'm sure the new OC will also probably – be fond of Cutter Bowley himself, whoever that may True. be. I, I am going to go ahead and uh, say this now. Um, people are going to lose their minds over this Cutter Bowley recruitment. I'm just, I've got, I got a feeling it's going to be just, there's going to be some hysteria surrounding it. And uh, I would just say, hey, if as long as they get a guy of that caliber in this class, like it doesn't have to be Cutter, then it's fine. Now, if they end up having to take somebody who's, you know, well below those ranks, then I would, but just let's not panic from the get go. All right. Let's chill out. It's a long process, a uh, long way to go. I just, I could, I could feel this, this recruitment having a, a ton of hype. And I, I don't want that hype train to get out of control and off the tracks. You're saying it's going to be Damian Harris like. Even more so. Cause this is going to be longer. Um, I mean, he's, all, he, he isn't even a junior in high school yet. Jeez. So. And there's there's talks of him reclassifying and moving up a year, but still, like that, it's just it's, it's well, you know, be a wild ride. We need Pat Forty to write like a condescending article about UK's involvement there, and then boom, he'll commit to UK, easy peasy. Well, if Pat Forty's going to write an article, he's probably going to write one about like how the Music City Bowl is just a horrible matchup, right? Just, this is this is awful. Bowl games should not be like this. He's just big on writing the thing that's like, you know, you should have written about two months ago. That's a good point. Uh, he's a, sometimes late late to the party. I, I think it's important to get Cutter Bully if that's who the Cats are going to prioritize. And it seems like if all these other schools are, then, then obviously UK is and is already doing so. It doesn't mean it will be the end of the world or you'll have to have some hot, takes about the coaching staff if UK doesn't land him because 
Alabama, it's Alabama, and it, but I do think it's important to to get the people that are that to some degree fall into your lap, and that's from a geographic spot, and that doesn't happen all the time in the state of Kentucky. The talent level is getting better and better every year, and we've been saying that now for several years. But you don't you don't get players in the state that are prioritized by the bluest of blue bloods in football from time to time. And Kentucky has mixed results with that, as you would probably expect. So it won't be the end of the world if they don't get them, but I think it's really important that they, that they do. I mean, so, it, I, 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 I totally agree that we're going to all get fatigue here. Yeah. I, I think my overall point is you need to get a really good quarterback, but if it's not cutter Bowie, like we can't just put all of our chips in on cutter Bowie just because he's from Kentucky. That, that That's kind of my sentiment. Um, if as long as they get one, because because the big thing here is Liam Cohen isn't going to be forever. You need to cash in. No, you you, you need that. to cash in and make sure he brings in a good high school quarterback, um, so the next guy can have some success. And you don't have to be wholly dependent on the transfer portal year in and year out because the transfer portal is great. But like, I don't want to say Kentucky's gotten lucky, but like you know you. It's not like they're going to end up with Kenny Payne situation on their hands, but you can you can whiff, right? Like they're they're not all guaranteed. So that's why uh, getting a talented player and a talented quarterback in this class is imperative. Um, I just don't want us to all lose our damn minds if it's not Cutter Bowley. How many years wow. was Cohen's deal for? Uh, coordinator deals are always uh, three years. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of how they roll. He signed it in blood, Scoots. He's not going anywhere. Maybe just get a, Maybe just go ahead and get another three year one after that. Yeah, if you actually go to the UK website, you can see uh, it's a, the signature is a little splotchy, but it's definitely signed in blood. There's even let's a handprint to, too from where they stamped it. Let's go to our first break. We'll come back. We'll turn our attention to the basketball side of things, and then also the Thornton's text line. We don't want to have to rush that at the end, so we'll take our time with that. As well, it's really interesting matchups for Kentucky guarding Kansas. I don't think so much for Kansas guarding Kentucky, but on the other end, Cal's got some options. He's going to have to make some decisions, and I'm curious what he's going to decide. We'll talk about that. Get the text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, and Justin Kale. Here comes the hot sniper, I'm the lyrical gangster, big up the crew in the area, still have it like that, no, no, we don't die, yes, we multiply, anyone press will hear the ballet sing. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. People forget Jeremiah was a bullfrog. <laughs> bullfrog? Let's go. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine. <laughs> Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Was a good friend of mine. I never understood a single word he said, but I helped him a drink in the wine. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. Hope you're having a great start to your chilly Friday. It's going to warm up today, though. That's the good news. And then tomorrow's going to be pretty nice which is exciting. And then I think it's going to get cold again for several days, but we'll leave that stuff to our chief meteorologist for, for Monday, but should be a nice weather Saturday. 
Lexington's going to be buzzing. People are going to be able to be outside and enjoy some of it, and that's going to be that's going to be great for everybody. Uh, enjoy some of that weather by getting some salsaritas, and they've got a nice covered patio there. Delicious, delicious burritos, quesadillas, nachos, chips, hot salsa, guacamole, queso, very creamy, warm, gooey queso. All the right words you like when it comes to your fresh Mexican cantina. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and it's got a drive through so don't worry about getting out of your car if that's not what you want to do. Or you got St. Matthew's as well. And download the app. You'll earn points each and every time you go. Eventually, you'll just get three entrees. And if you go as often as I do, uh, they seem to happen more times than not, which is always enjoyable to be able to save some money and eat good at Salsaritas. We love them. You will as well. Okay, uh, we had some disturbing news during that commercial break. As we have talked about before, but maybe new listeners to KRC did not know this, when Scoots was in college, he served as an usher at Assembly. He was... Simon Scochi's Assembly Hall. No, it wasn't he that wasn't back Simon then. Nope. Then. Yeah, it was just good old Assembly Hall. Yep. Wow, Scoots doesn't want Scochi to get the names. Well, I just and I would like to have my experience take place in the old Assembly Hall. Oh wow, Simon ruined it before it got big. Big Simon Scochi. Yeah, now it's too big. Now it's too big time. Mm-hmm, exactly. Corporate America. Got escalators and stuff. Not good. That's capitalism for you. Sheesh leash. Anyways, Scoots loved the job because he was getting paid basically to, to watch the game. Although I think we learned that for the, the watch shot, you were working the door or something that game, or, or you weren't working that one. Something happened for that one. Yes, they. Uh, I showed up to the game, usher every single game midcourt, and I show up that game and they want me to be a ticket taker. And I said, no thanks, I'm going home to watch this game because Indiana's going to win. Yeah, well, if the referees didn't cheat, they wouldn't have won. Hmm. Uh, And I hope you kept that same energy for the Sweet 16 game. Anyways, I digress. Uh, Scoots was saying part of his why he liked the job so much, and understandably so, is because he was getting paid to be able to watch IU play basketball. And Roush said, well, weren't you working? Were you able to actually watch the game? And Scoots said, oh, yeah, I was able to watch it. You bet your sweet buns I had my eyes on Assembly Hall. But I'd have to every so often walk up and down aisles and make sure people weren't sneaking in booze. In which case I said, well, you weren't going to snitch on anybody if you saw any booze. And Roush, that's when Scoots gave a non-satisfactory answer regarding his snitching ability back in college. Scoots is basically, we're going to call him Mitch Scootsheart. I mean, he <laughs> goodness gracious. <laughs> Yeah, trying to take your you? booze out of games? What a what a narc! I said you the said that he would he would snitch on people if he saw booze. He was the enforcer. You really are. You're out. Barnhart. It was it was Take only in the back room and rough him up. If I was to snitch on somebody, so I never did see anybody drinking that they shouldn't be. But if I did end up snitching, it would have only been out of jealousy, just because I wanted a drink. You know, but, I would I would have maybe tried to bribe them before telling on them. Why would Why would you try to ruin their good time? No wonder that good-looking girl from This Is the Indiana video dumped your ass. We were broke up well before that. Yeah, I bet, buddy. I bet. She probably saw you going and stealing a couple vodka bottles from just some IU students, and and she said, that can't be with that square. (laughs) I'm disappointed to hear that, buddy. I mean, I, uh, you don't strike. Uh, you didn't strike me as the type. See, I think you've probably learned from your ways, but you didn't strike me as the type. Here's the thing, though. Like, I never came across that situation, so I can't say honestly what little 
21-year-old me would have done. You know, that was 12 years ago. I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I, don't, I mean, I'm not a big guy, as we all know, so I don't know that I would have went up to somebody and been like, hey, I'm going to need that. Hand it over. Hand it over. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not really confrontational either. So I don't know. I, I truly have no idea how I would have handled that situation. Roush, he's he's talking to this as if it's like a hypothetical. It either happened or it didn't, and you seem to certainly allude to it happening during the commercial break. No, I don't recall ever, but I told you all that. I don't recall ever seeing anybody with any of it. Anything that they shouldn't have. I don't know how you wouldn't remember that one way or another. Because it's been 12 years, and I've done some stuff in those 12 years. <laughs> yeah, we know that. <laughs> you've done some stuff, and you've seen some things. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully you've, you've learned from your ways. Uh, I don't think the memory's probably improved, but that's okay, too. We, we, we love you all the same. Roush, you want to talk some UK-Kansas? You want to get to the text line and see what they are going to bring up? Let's talk some UK-Kansas, because I'm sure that's what the folks are, are waiting on. Um, our big preview, it's, it's, it's what everybody's waiting on. The Cats, the Jayhawks, Rep Arena, going to be a wild atmosphere. I, I'm, I'm fired up, and I, I, I'm, I'm excited, because I, I really do think that this could be a, just a – a high flying affair. What I'm the the stats one of our texters brought up on the Thornton's Texan that it was they, they basically gave the averages over the last four games for Kentucky during this uh win streak, the longest of the season for the Wildcats. The biggest difference was really defensively. And I know Kansas has been struggling as of late to score, like Grady Dick's kind of gotten cold. Uh but can 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 the defense continue playing at a high clip when it's going to be an up and down affair? I think I think that's my biggest question going into the game, especially when, uh, like 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 Jacob Toppin, you're going to have to ask him to, you I mean you're going to have to ask everybody to be more extended out on the perimeter when they're playing defense. So uh, how, how does can Kentucky still rebound as well? Um, you know, like that that whole. That that's where my concerns are, and I think you kind of alluded to it going into the break for you as well. Yeah, it, it's gonna uh, offensively. I think Kentucky's gonna just keep doing what they're going to be doing, and and for as much as I'm curious who Cal's gonna stick on who, and we're gonna talk about that here momentarily. Kansas is gonna have to make those those same decisions, and they're gonna have to make those same decisions knowing that Kentucky just went into Fog Island last year and did whatever they want. Keon Brooks was an absolute star because they tried to play some zone. The free throw line was open, and Keon Brooks made him pay, whether it was on either one of the elbows or just right in the middle of the free throw line or a little bit further back. Uh, he made Kansas pay for their decision to make life difficult on Oscar Shibway. And the good news is we've seen enough evidence this year to know that Jacob Toppin can, can knock down that elbow jumper easy peasy. So for it'll be as difficult as a matchup for Kansas to figure out how they're going to guard UK offensively. Do you double down on Oscar? If you do that, well, Kentucky's going to spread the floor with shooters now that they're doing that. Uh, are you going to play a zone? If you're going to play a zone, then the middle of the zone is going to be open for Jacob Toppin, and they can do some similar things like they did. Uh, who was that against? Georgia? Where Or was it A&M? Where they put Jacob at the middle and then – Texas A&M would have to decide who's going to step up and guard Toppin. 
And then if somebody left Oscar, all right, then you got your one-on-one coverage with Oscar, let him go to work. If it was somebody from one of the sides, then that just meant a shooter was wide open. Are you going to go man-to-man? Okay, you could potentially do that. Good luck with Oscar, because they, they play a small lineup as is. That That's the way you need Oscar is you need a big, big that makes life difficult on him with his length, with his size, with his strength. Kansas doesn't have that, at least a player that they're confident in being able to play multiple minutes in that spot. So it will be tough on Kansas guarding Kentucky. And I'm curious, and Bill Self is known for throwing out junk defenses. I'm guessing he'll do something along those lines. One, three, one. He'll do, he'll do something weird and he'll switch it up too, where UK is going to almost exclusively play man to man. Kansas is going to throw around a few different defenses. If they find something that works, then they are going to be more likely, obviously, to stick in it. But it's going to be it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough matchup for Kansas matching up with UK. What I'm getting at is I probably like the over in this game. However, I cannot wait to see what Cal is thinking on who matches up with who. Everything starts with Jalen Wilson, the six foot eight, two hundred twenty five pound wing forward for Kansas. Yeah, and big he matchup. Is, he's Phil, a feels like a topping, right? But this has been the type of player, Roush, that when UK was struggling and it wasn't the most fun basketball to watch, like Hawkes, Drew Timmy, uh, which Oscar guarded Timmy a little bit, uh, the Kobe Brown fellow from Missouri. Yeah. The, these are some of the matchups that have been tough for Kentucky, those stretch wings. But I will say one thing that's, that should make us feel a little bit better with the Jalen Wilson matchup is he's not going to be one that's going to want to – to be overly physical. He's not like he can get inside, but most of the time they bring him inside are on cuts uh, where like, Hey, you're guarding somebody backdoor Wilson slips through and they do a good job finding him, but he's a great shooter. Uh, He's had multiple 30 point games this season. He is really, really, really skilled. I would think Toppin just because if Cal's going to want to start his normal lineup of, who is it? Uh, Wallace, Frederick, Livingston, Toppin. I, I would think this would be a good matchup for for Livingston if he's engaged and involved, or at least I think Cal's going to think it's a good matchup for Livingston. But it's probably going to be one of those two. I, I also just think, hey, don't make life super easy on him inside and don't allow him just wide open threes. Uh, he's going to get a couple of them. Just make make him shoot over you, and if he has a big game, he's probably going to get over 20 points, Roush. He's probably going to maybe even get closer to 25 points. That's okay because he's put up big points before, and Kansas has lost. He put up a huge game against TCU when TCU came into Fog Allen and beat the snot out of him. He can score a lot of points, and Kansas can still lose. He can put up a lot of points, and Kansas can still lose comfortably. Just don't make it super easy on him. Don't let him get 40. Uh, so I, I, I'm curious who they start out on him or who they settle in on him, but I'm not even sure it so much matters for him. Who do you put on Grady Dick? He is the also uh, a, 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 he's more of a shooting guard, but he's a bigger shooting guard right. at six foot eight. But he's not one that's going to muscle through anybody. Do you put CJ Frederick on him and just say, "Hey, CJ, play smart. Don't let him get wide open looks." If Kansas doesn't have good games from both of those players, it will be blowout city at Rupp Arena. Both those guys need to have good games. And even if both those guys do have good games, 
there's no guarantee that it means Kansas is winning the game. And like I mentioned, that there's no guarantee that means it's even going to necessarily come down to the wire. But I'm interested who Cal just thinks because there you have two six eight guys that can shoot it, that can put it on the floor. They're not going to really run through anybody, but they're shifty. They can get around some people. Wilson can finish through contact and get to the free throw line. He's solid at that. Grady Dick, not as much. I'm I'm curious who you start, who you play, who you put on those guys, because it's it's interesting. Uh, their guard, little number three, Dewan Harris, he's not really much that you have to concern yourself with. He's six foot one, uh, and he's not a great shooter. Now he is a facilitator, similar to Wheeler in that position where he tries to get inside, have a defense collapse, and then kick it out to Wilson or Grady for an open three. So is this a game you put Wheeler on? on on uh, Harris and then you put Wallace over on Grady Dick or do you try do you say hey Wallace are you up for the challenge because he is UK's best defender of guarding Jalen Wilson although you know you'd be giving up a little bit of size there Roush there's so many different ways UK could go with these matchups and I truly have no clue yeah and Calipari we didn't we didn't discuss it yesterday but he's done this multiple times this year where he's hinted at Livingston playing the four. And I've washed my hands of it. But if there was ever going to be a time to play it, just from a matchup standpoint, be this game. Just And to, you can to, get inside on Kansas. Again, I don't know what kind of junk defense Kansas is going to play, but if they're in man-to-man, they allow people getting in the perimeter or into the interior and into the paint all the time. So Livingston, we always joke, I always joke, I think I'm the only person that does make the joke that he has one really good strong take a game, but that's about it. He's going to be able to get by his man and they, they don't have like a seven foot Jeff Withy there to block shots. Uh, he should be able to get inside and finish. It could be a good Livingston game. And, but the thing, I don't know, it just, it hasn't fully clicked for him yet. And I do think he doesn't get a very fair whistle. He's so big. And yeah. he moves pretty quickly that it seems like he gets fouled a ton and it just doesn't get called. And then on the other end, for whatever reason, and part of it I'm sure is on Livingston, he just gets called for like the tickiest tack touch fouls, which uh, has to be kind of tough on him to be able to get some rhythm. But I, I, I think that there's an opportunity for Wheeler and Livingston to be able to be on the floor and do some good things, which are not the players that you you've come to think of making a big impact for UK offensively or defensively. But I think with, with Wheeler potentially guarding Dewan Harris and allowing Wallace to go guard somebody else, that could really work for UK. Uh, and then Livingston's ability to penetrate and also his ability to potentially guard uh, Wilson as well because he's got the size, he's got the length, and he's got the speed laterally to be able to keep up. I, I, I think you could see some unsuspecting suspects on Saturday. Is that the right word? Unsuspecting suspects? I don't know. It's Friday. Yeah, yeah. Um, we get what you're saying. We get the geist of it. Um, but all in all, a lot of this is going to come down to finish, like making the, the shots you're supposed to make uh, when you do get open. And, and the reason I say that is because it does feel like you're going to be able to maybe get out and transition, run a little. Um, the the Reeves shots that he's made over these last few games, those like kind of floaters, finishing at the rim. Kentucky's been better at finishing around the rim. I, I feel like that's one of the, I, I don't know, I think they were 6-21 of 21 on layups against South Carolina. Um, like finishing around the rim, playing fast, 
that that's going to play a role. And I, I do like that you did mention Wheeler because it does. This does feel like a severe Wheeler, twenty minutes kind of game again. Not not a just only going to play one minute in the second half kind of game. Yeah, Kansas is going to do what they can to just try to get in the interior, kick out. So UK will need to be disciplined. I don't doubt that they're going to try to get Oscar in some uncomfortable situations, get him on some switches. They're probably that's probably and that's why you know you shouldn't spend a ton of time worrying about who's going to guard who's because Kansas is going to try to do. Uh, they're just going to try to switch, and it's going to need to be a similar effort, kind of like A and M, where A and M was tough to guard for as much as they tried to muddy up things on their end defensively. UK's defense was in some tough spots. And, and, you know, similar to Vanderbilt as well. Vanderbilt certainly not nearly in the same spectrum of talent as Kansas is. But this Kentucky team has done a much better job during this winning streak of being able to switch, find some uncomfortable matchups, but not allow it to sink you. Uh, hold your own. Oscar's going to get switched on some people. That's going to be tough. They're going to probably try to take him away from the basket to try to not let him be a rebounding menace like he normally is. Uh, and that's another. That's a whole other conversation. Is Kentucky should absolutely annihilate yeah. Kansas on the glass. And Roush it goes I, back I to know, my point about making layups. Like you should have a ton of second chance points. You should have a ton of second chance points. But on the defensive end, I don't know if Kansas will just concede and say like, "Hey, get your shot up, and then get back on defense. Don't worry about rebounding." Or I don't know if they're going to say hey, let's try to crash the glass. Oscar's going to get all these rebounds unless we have some team rebounding. If they do that, then Kansas is really susceptible in transition. And you you had mentioned that. But UK can run on this team if they don't get back on defense. So Kansas is going to have to decide, hey, get your shot up and then get back on defense. Oscar's getting the rebound regardless. Let's just let's make sure we're set and we don't give up easy baskets, which is what I think I would do if I were Bill Self. Or they're going to say, hey, crash the glass. If we want any chance at second-chance points, it's going to have to be a group effort. And then if Kansas decides to do that, the way UK pushed the pace against Vanderbilt, they got to do the same against Kansas, and it will be there for the taking as well. So I think if you were Bill Self, you'd say, hey, let's just hope we we make our shots and let's not give up the easy run-out layups. Because anytime I've watched Kansas – it doesn't you don't have to, it's not a long stretch before you see the other team running in transition and mm-hmm. getting a three on two opportunity or even a three on one opportunity for an easy bucket. So a lot of options. I think it sets up well for UK, but they need to keep the same energy and 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 play hungry. And this Kansas team's not gonna want to lose four straight. But I do think if you can get on them early, which has not necessarily been a strength of this UK team. Maybe Kansas just kind of throws the towel in the air and says, we're kind of broken right now. I don't know what's wrong with us, but we're kind of broken right now. So I think it'll be important for Kentucky to just try to take any hope and optimism away from the Jayhawks if possible. But I, I, I we'll make our predictions later in the show. But it's a fun matchup for UK. It's a tough defensive matchup for the Cats. I think there could be a lot of points at Rupp Arena on Saturday. Uh, and we'll, we'll get a line at some point today. Yeah, and last week's came out a little bit quicker than anticipated. So uh, maybe, uh, maybe one, two o'clock. Scoots, yeah. what's the line going to be? Um, Kentucky one and a half. Kentucky one and a half. You heard it here first. All right, hour one. I like that call, Scoots. I like that call. 
we will come back for hour number two. We'll get into the Thornton's text line. Uh, Billy sent me a tweet about killing animals on your property, which is always a good time. So I'll read that when we return as well. And we'll continue to talk to cats and Jayhawks. Don't go anywhere. Hour two coming up next. That makes me want to get with you. All I want to do is my Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome into hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call? On the big ass sports radio. 961 FM, 1450 AM. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, TJ Walker. He's somewhere. There he is. There he is. We're back, ready for hour number two. Talking Kentucky, Kansas tomorrow at Rupp Arena. A sellout. It's going to be exciting. Huge Kentucky football recruiting weekend. Huge Kentucky basketball recruiting weekend as well. Robert Dillingham, Dilly Dilly, going to take his official visit to Lexington. For the big game, um, they're they're bringing in the coal miner. The McGuire's family is going to be at the game. So very exciting times in the bluegrass. We're going to discuss it all. We're going to get to the Thorns text line, and we're going to tell you about Shady Rays, the best sunglasses in the world. The sun is shining bright over my old Kentucky home this morning. And if you're heading east, you better have some of those polarized sunglasses on, those sharp looks from Shady Rays. Visit them at ShadyRays.com. Tons of different styles, selection to choose from, and you'll get 25% off. They're very affordable already, but an extra 25% off if you use the promo code BIGX at checkout. Uh, every pair you buy helps feed a family in need. And and uh, if you lose a pair, you break a pair, replacement pair promise, it's the best of the best. ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX. We love Shady Rays. You'll be rocking and styling, profiling, and your polarized sunglasses with our friends at Shady Rays, a Kentucky-based company. Text on into the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. Roush, no better way to start hour two than heading on over to the Thornton Sex Line. Let's uh, do it, but um, I need you to because I'm feeling a sneeze coming on. I've been sneezing like scoots lately. It's really embarrassing. I don't know how you do the scoots. How Scooch sneezes? Uh, everybody sneezes. It sounds like you've been living the good life, Ralph. But Snoots just sneezes with such uh, Force. regularity. And regularity. You, know? you called him Snoots. <laughs> <laughs> Scooch sneezes. Snoots. I like it. It's a good name. <laughs> uh, we There's one text I think we didn't get to yesterday. And it was from John. John says, John here again, you guys are right in some cases. I mean, 10 points and one assist for your true point guard is not going to get it done in March, but Wallace played well. Look, the reality is if the shooters would have been knocking down shots and others were finishing better earlier in the season, we would not be having this conversation about Wheeler. He would still be the starter. Wallace is a better all-around player, but he's not a better point guard. Got to go talk to you later. John, just just disagree with you. Yeah, me too. I, I, like, I like, like – the, the 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 players weren't as open because the way that teams were defending Kentucky was much differently because of the players that were on the floor. 
Yes. Yeah. It, it changes things. It doesn't mean there's not a role for Wheeler, and you're right that he is a great facilitator, and he's a great passer, and he can find guys open. But spacing is the biggest change for UK during this winning streak. John, there's been games where UK hasn't even shot all that spectacularly in this winning streak. It's just the spacing changes everything for everybody, for every single player on the floor. And I do agree that Reeves and CJ should have been getting more minutes earlier in the season. It seemed like for whatever reason, potentially Reeves was in the doghouse, uh, but it, it putting Wheeler with those two guys would have also helped everything. Let's just see how it goes from here on out. And hopefully when Wheeler's in, he's going to be surrounded with some shooters. And uh, and then when when he's not in, I feel confident in, in Wallace being able to do a lot of good things as well as we've seen. And he deservedly just can impact the game in a lot of different ways. And he's UK's best defender. So you got to have UK's best defender out on the floor as much as you can. Wallace is a smooth, smooth operator. He just doesn't seem to get rattled doesn't seem to get really impacted even by the good things. You know, he just always seems like a steady player. I like that out of my point guard. He doesn't try to press. If they, you know, if another team goes on a run, he doesn't try to force things driving into nowhere. He is a, he's a smooth operator. Smooth operator. Man, that Texture's little scoop shot he had was really smooth against Vandy too. Need more of that Saturday. He's really good at getting inside the lane and being like, okay, go, go, go score. And then he holds on to it a little bit longer and ends up getting like a, an even more open shot. He's got good basketball IQ. He's only getting better each and every game. The, the game is slowing down for him. You can tell that as well. I, I agree with you. And he's going to be able to get inside against Kansas. And, and I'm, I'm anxious to see what he does with it. A texter says, horrible take, Roush, an idiot. Another horrible take, Roush, an idiot. I don't know what these horrible takes were. Um, I mean, I got plenty of them, so keep on sending the messages in. 502-414-1450. That's the number to the Thornton's text. I will say, if you're going to call one of us an idiot, which does happen frequently, can you at least let us know why, what, what, what we've done in this instance to be an idiot? Just a little... Gordon's text line courtesy. We don't mind you calling us an idiot. We just want to know why. Because sometimes we we move on to other topics. And Roush is right. We say a bunch of dumb stuff. Uh, Billy said regarding my goose situation, which I like having the the, the animals. They Roush, I've talked about before. We had that big gaggle of geeses, which I don't know what type of geese they were. They weren't Canadian geeses, Canada geeses. They were some other type. And they were ginormous. And they'd lived on this pond for 20 years, uh, no joke. And these, and I had looked it up, whatever type of geese they were, they lived to be like 35, which is an insane amount of time for a bird to be able to live, neither here nor there. Anyways, I told the story about when they brought the dog and like they, they, they took him away. They took away this family of geese that had been here forever and people in the neighborhood weren't thrilled about it. But there's no taking away the Canada geese because they will fly away and then they'll come back and then they'll fly away and then they'll come back. And they and I don't really even mind them. They're not too loud. They're not too annoying. Um, but they do get in my backyard a lot and they poop. Geese poop. And it's oh, gross yeah. little like green poop and, 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 and yeah. it's all over my backyard. So I don't like that aspect of it. I'm not really going to shoot them or kill them. I'm just going to complain about it and be annoyed about it. You would think that uh, me having a Vishla that's a hunting dog would want to go after the geese. 
Um, no, he's scared of the geese because he's a coward and he's a, just an absolute huge baby. He, the geese hiss at him when they're mating and it, it, he's got like PTSD of gooses hissing at him. It's really, really embarrassing. That being said, Billy says, my wife did a ton of research on shooting animals on your own property in the city. We had coyotes. It's totally legal from the city, but you're responsible for what the bullet does, and it has to be on your own property. HOA may freak out, though. They had coyotes, and animal control wouldn't do anything. Fish and Wildlife had nothing, and they called their precinct, which is the Highlands, and they said they could shoot coyotes on your property. They'd likely get calls and send an officer out, but not illegal to discharge a gun. Uh, I did know that coyotes were just open season in Kentucky. Like if you see a coyote on your, because nobody likes coyotes. Um, there's other reasons too, not just the dislike of coyotes, but well, I didn't know coyotes if you're were. a roadrunner. Like, I wasn't sure if Canada geese were, because aren't there in, like there's duck hunting season. And like, you're, I don't think you're, are you allowed to kill ducks outside of duck hunting season? I know like for deer and stuff, there's rules about when you can kill them and see, when you can't. I think that would be your biggest restriction is just making sure you do it at the right time of the year. But you, like, when is that? You cannot Your kill ducks outside of duck season. You cannot kill ducks outside of duck season. What about geese? Is there, is there a goose season? Uh, perhaps I'm not, I'm unsure on that. I know there's not a Canadian goose season cause those things are protected for whatever reason, even though there's millions and millions and millions of them and they poop everywhere and they're annoying, destroy golf courses, but we can't kill them. Okay, sure well, this is that the whole conversation's been about for two days, Scoots. Yeah, no. It would have been nice to know that, like, hey, don't, it's a non starter. You can't kill Canada geese. I don't think new, that's Which right. is news to me. Well, I thought it was, I thought you were saying it was another type of geese, goose. No, no. I was vaguely listening. That's always good for the producer not to listen to the show that they're <laughs> producing. I also don't know if that's even true. Why would Canada geese be protected? Yeah. Exactly. No, they are. That sounds, that, uh, All right. I'm going to do some research. All right. Well, make yeah. sure you don't listen to the rest of the show. Texter on the Thornton's text line says, my little brother scored three tickets to the Kansas game Saturday. It'll be their first game, UK game in person. That's awesome. What a good one to have to be your first one. Sheesh. I would say I hope they have a good time, but one of them invited their girlfriend instead of their big brother that also has never been to a game. So I've just got two words for them. Suck it. All jokes aside, I hope they have a good time and get to see a W. I told them to be loud and make it an amazing atmosphere. Well, the, it will be. It will be. I, that's I, How long has him and the girlfriend been dating? Because to choose their girlfriend over their dear old brother who's also never been to a UK game, they better cool. be marrying this girl. Seriously. Man, that's uh, that's tough. That's tough. I'm sorry, Texter. That is tough. You never... Uh, and also, it's also tough being a scooter dingus because you can <laughs> hunt Canada goose uh, For September two 16th weeks. through the 30th yeah. in 2020. Um, yeah, like my gosh, a two a two week period. You, you really thought they it. were protected just because you can't kill a goose on a golf course? But, like, no, they're they're federally yeah. federally protected. I thought that meant you can't kill them. I, I'm not versed in my in my government lingo. Sorry, Roush. I mean, I'll, I'll I think I'm not going to crush Scoots on this one. I, I am shocked that they even have like a timeline, like a time frame. I figured it'd just be open season on those dumb geese year round. I thought you'd be able to just go to town on them anytime you want. The fact that you only get two weeks to get after them. We'll have to remember this for the fall for me. Let's and go on I a goose hunt. Just, 
go outside, take my pistol. Oh no, you gotta get a red rider and see, like, just piss him off. I don't have a red rider, but I do have a pistol. So, uh, just imagine, what would the neighbors think? They, they, they... <laughs> <laughs> woohoo, there's one right there. And they'll let you, like, walk right up to them. They're very, like, human normalized. So I could just, you know, go up to it, act like I got a cracker, and then. If your neighbor, uh, if you do it, everybody, don't worry. I like animals. If your neighbor sees, just hold it up by the feet. Got dinner tonight. <laughs> and y'all are giving me hell about above ground pools in the south end. TJ toting a pistol, <laughs> taking out Canada geese. <laughs> it'd be like fishing with dynamite. It'd be it'd be too easy. Don't worry, the geese and Linden are safe. Um, Texter says so. Instead of the question of will UK win more games than U of L and Eastern Michigan combined, it may be will they win more games than U of L and Eastern Michigan wins multiplied by each other. Oh. And on another note, have Scoots play that Chocolate Rain song again and tell me it doesn't sound like Justin singing karaoke. Matter of fact, if Scoots is on cameo, I'd pay six or seven dollars to get a personal Chocolate Rain performance for myself. I think I would too. That'd be a six or seven bucks well spent. I'm I'm all for the for Scoot singing Chocolate Rain. Scoots, what's your go-to karaoke song? Uh, Beer for My Horses by Toby Keith. Mm, it's a good one. Yeah. Do you but nail I, it? Oh yeah. Oh, I kill it. I, ever since I was like six years old, I've been murdering that song. Yeah. <laughs> As if it was a Canada geese. Correct. <laughs> this really uh, silly. I love it. Um, also, so what would it be right now? Eight, eight wins. If you multiplied the two totals together? Yes, it'd be eight wins. Man, what if they didn't even multiply together to eat 12, equal 12? Sad. See, I think worst case scenario is... They've got six wins six combined. And, six, six and five. If if one... Like, I think best case scenario is both those teams combined for six or five wins, whichever one it'd be. And that would be 30. Could Kentucky yeah. get to 30 wins this season? They could. Probably, probably unlikely yeah. unless they go to the Final Four, but not impossible. Correct. What do we got next? Um, didn't Oscar average over two steals last year? That's part of the reason he was Defensive Player of the Year finalist. And, yeah, I think he was on the recent watch list, too. Rebounds are a defensive stat. So, like, if you just scan the stats page, that's why he'll be considered one of the better defensive players just because he puts up the stats. I don't think he averaged over two, but he was he was getting quite a few. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, he's always good for – he really does run the floor well, and it gets better and better. Sometimes the guards have to find him when they see him kind of cutting to the paint. I, I guess it, it could potentially get a charge call on him, but – nobody's really staying in that guy's way when he's yeah. running down the floor. He can run the floor pretty well. It's impressive. No, he, it, and it does feel like once a game, you get that kind of breakaway Oscar uh, in transition, right? Where he's like jumping in a passing lane or just the, the ball handler doesn't expect Oscar to get all the way out there and actually try to make the steal. And he does it. Um, I forgot which, uh, which assistant it was. that said he was the best rim running big they've ever seen. Um, so, like that, I think that's that's fair. That's totally fair. A texter says, oh, that was from Billy Big Blue. I'll refer to the little spoon as jetpacking Billy Big Spoon. Hmm. I'll get you it. You say it's hard to screw up a field, but have you seen the stickers on Rupp's floor? That's a really good point. We it should just really not assume point. that yeah. UK's turf is going to be 
good, Roush. It's true. I would I would hope that they wouldn't mess it up, but you know. Can't put it past him. Can't put it past him. Um just make sure people aren't getting hurt. Make it make it nice turf. Because I know that's that's I don't know how much you are in the weeds of it, but they're uh the the, the NFL PA is players are really pushing for the NFL to, to get rid of turf fields and make them all grass just for health and safety reasons. Yeah, it's funny how that's gone back and forth, you know. Turf was supposed to be, hey, this is much safer. This is better for people. And now it's come out like, oh, it's not better. Kentucky's natural grass field was a thing of beauty. I really do think it was one of the best in the SEC, which means it was one of the best in the country. Obviously, I'm a little Lynn bias here, but – I wish they'd go back to it. Someday they probably will because you're right, more science is coming out. This seems like it'd be a good opportunity to get ahead of the curve on that stuff. But, uh, you know, old Barnhart, he's never ahead of the curve. The The reason why it got switched up, um, like why the turf became so popular and why it's the best for high school fields is durability, uh, particularly in the rain. Uh, it drains better. It's it's just It's a much better surface in bad elements. And Kentucky, most northern SEC school, you think it would be a little bit harder to maintain. The one thing that I, I can say with clarity about the old grass field, um, like Freddie, all of his buddies that played on the grass field, Kentucky had the slickest field in the SEC. If it rained at all, you were slipping and sliding all over the place. Uh, Don't they, you think they, maybe the field in like the 80s is a little different than the field in the 2020s? Uh, maybe, probably. I, I, I would say yes. And you're right that like – how many times did we see you see old NFL classic games where it's just like a mud pit or you see some old college football games where people were sliding like 50 feet? Uh, they have figured out technology for how to drain fields better. Things have gotten better with natural grass that wasn't always the case 20, 30 years ago. So, I don't know, maybe there is something about the grass they use at UK that is a little slicker than other places. But field turf fields... Uh, there's the, they have the technology now to make them drain better where that stuff shouldn't be a major issue. Uh, but sounds like for at least the next five or six years, UK is going to have turf because, you know, yeah. Yeah. I like the turf, but that's just me. Uh, that's you because like turf better than grass for sure. Really? Yeah. And it's mostly just because it became really popular when I was playing football, right? Like, oh, okay. So like, I, you know, just, just a part. And, uh, the amount of rain games I played in, it sucks so much. Uh, just having that stability there. I mean, think about that 2018 season. How many damn home games did we have that were just raining? You know, there, there, like was, it, a, there was a lot. But like, there's it, it's just not as the it, the rain isn't as much of a factor. But uh, you know, teach their own. You just got to keep it keep it new. Seven seven years is a, a little long. They tried to get a new one last year, but uh, couldn't turn it around quick enough which creates more questions as why that would be it, the case. It was supply chain. Like they literally just couldn't like, they couldn't get the turf stuff. Uh, it sounds like Barnhart doesn't have the chops, doesn't have the pole. It doesn't have the, doesn't have the connections. Uh, who that cats fan tweets into the show and says, Nick cats got another football commitment yesterday from Carson, Wright And a fat and his fabulous mullet thoughts on him as a prospect. Wasn't familiar with him. Uh, no, I hate doing this, but like I just can't. I can't get invested in walk-ons. Um, it's just there's too many to keep up with, and so um, if if 
I will I will give my thoughts on him when I see him at a practice. Because typically there's always a couple walk-ons that are good uh, kind of eye-openers at practice. Like I think maybe that kid from Boyle County uh, could have some some Charles Walker vibes, Cole Lanner. Um, but like, like they had a Zach Johnson would make plays as the fifth or sixth running back. And then turns out he ended up being a damn good special teams player. Um, so that's that's really where my extent of walk-ons. I can't I can't give a lot of thorough analysis, just too many. There you have it, who that cats fan. Roush says I DK. Uh another texter says TJ and Roush. What are the chances we see Steve Zahn reprise his role as Coach Scangarello in the UK football video? Cohen walks into the office to find Coach Skang, Zahn, sitting at his desk. Awkward exchange, and Cohen kicks him out. Sorry, I'll stop sniffing glue. Go Cats. That's the, that's one of the biggest issues about Scangarello not working out at UK, is that could have just been a content machine for as long as they wanted to make it one. And that was a lot of fun. Um, I do like where this, that's a, it's great creative uh, thing in there, Texture. I, I like that idea, even though I, I don't think they'll go for it because even though Liam and Skang weren't pals, I mean, Liam kind of played a role in Skang getting here, you know. He thought it would work out as well, but uh, but it didn't. It did not. But it all it all worked out for the best when it was all said and done. Uh, wasn't the most fun offensive season we've ever seen in UK, but you got Cohen back. You got all the exciting pieces and should be should be a big offensive season for UK. Gentlemen, says one texture. This might be my last morning listening to KRC. What? What? I get clipped today at 11, and hopefully I make it through to the other side. Wish me luck, and if I don't make it out, Cat 76, Kansas 70. You'll be fine. Good luck. That's uh, – <laughs> get clipped what a funny aren't you supposed to wait for march madness to do that i guess nfc you know conference championship weekend isn't like this is be a good weekend to just no you 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 do it in march madness you do it in march madness i I wonder why you picked like it was it just an emergency that like for the next you know two months or month and a half can't keep it in my pants (laughs) (laughs) i've told the story where one time we went out to eat and there it was a crowded restaurant i'll make it a quick i'll make it a quick story but we had a reservation so i was just going to check in to be like hey we're here just when the table's ready let us know because it you know should be ready right now but no big deal i didn't say that but just going to check in be like hey we're here and this guy thought that i was like cutting the line to the hostess table which i kind of was but i was going to like the other there's two people there i was going to the other one being like hey we're here for a reservation just so you know and that was it and he was like, oh, you just think you can cut. You think you can get in front of us. And he was just like making a big scene in this public place in a crowded area. And I was like, hey, not trying to cut. Just letting them know we've already got a reservation. We're just checking in. He was like, yeah, well, well, we don't have a reservation. So they need to get us on the list. How about that? I was like, all right, man, that's uh, it's all right. And it kind of subsided there. Um, and his buddy came up to us at dinner. It was like, hey, I'm really sorry for him acting that way. He 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 got snipped earlier this morning, and he's just really really grouchy. And I still think he, his medication is kind of causing him some confusion. So, uh, I can I buy you a drink just to to smooth that over? I was like, no, you don't need to do that. Totally understand. Thanks for saying what you said, but don't be grouchy, Texter. If uh, if you do get snipped, I I don't know if 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 it's like he was in a bad mood because just the realization that he could no longer reproduce. Or if like the surgery just physically does that to you, you know? 
I don't know. I don't think it's a chemical like change or anything like that. He's probably just in a grump. He's just probably being a grumpy grouse. He really was. And mm-hmm. uh, luckily he had a nice, nice friend to smooth things over. All right. Yeah. Should we take our last commercial break? Keep going at the text line. Uh, yeah, we'll take a commercial break. Uh, we'll talk about the, I want to talk about the NFL games just briefly on the other yeah, side. We need uh, to. And as we go to the break though, uh, Billy Packer passed away at 82. Uh, it's kind of awkward because you like Kentucky fans just hated Billy Packer though. Like, I don't think there's ever been like, we got the end of the Billy Packer era. Uh, but we also got to experience, the the Patrick Sparks dapping him up, uh, the Wojo where Packer lost his mind. But it, it is I don't know if there's ever been a bigger public enemy for Kentucky fans, as far as an announcer goes, than Billy Packer, um, and mostly because he was an ACC country guy who uh, never never was afraid to uh, to kind of show that that side of him. I always really enjoyed him. Rest in peace. Seemed like a really uh, good life, long life, a lot of memories. 37 years calling college basketball. That's awesome. What a dream. What an absolute dream. But thoughts with his family. It's never easy losing losing a legend. But well said, Roush. 34 Final Fours, man. That's just as good as it gets. College basketball is the best sport out there. And to be able to be in those moments and call those games and do such a good job at that was – And really – such change that helped popularize it too with Al McGuire, Jim Nance, the three man team on CBS. Uh, college basketball was at its best when he was calling it, even if he did tick off Kentucky fans to no end. He, he had a way about doing that. Uh, all right, we'll be back. One final segment Kentucky roll call coming up next. I'm gonna get the friction on. So, ladies, yeah. ladies, yeah. do you want to roll my Mercedes? Yeah. Turn around, stick it out. Even white boys got the shout. Baby got back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. You've never changed a diaper, Scoots. Yeah, right. What are you talking about? I've changed thousands of diapers. With the nastiest of poops that you could ever imagine. Explain the process to me. (laughs) You take the old one off, be very careful to wrap it up so you don't get poop everywhere, and then you wipe and put another one on. All right, Scoots. Well, you're hired, buddy. You can put a diaper on TJ's banana. Yeah. Oh, banana I'm not, shot coming today. I'm not going anywhere near TJ's banana. With the... What I do? What is Would you rather? Would you rather prefer bananas in pajamas? No. (laughs) Yes. This might be the first time though that you've played a clip where I've remembered it because it was so near. That was a that was a good choice though. You uh you missed the last time I made a quick one. I'll have to play that next week. 
Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call for your week. Only a couple more January KRCs. The first month of the year is speeding to a close and a huge, huge UK basketball game. Uh, you, you, you win tomorrow and the bubble talk, I think, should be put to the side in a major way. And then you just start trying to climb up the seed ladder for the final full month of the regular season. You get two games in March, and then you get into conference tournament play, and boom, Selection Sunday will be here before you know it. Uh, Roush, we are 99 days away from the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. Um, Going to be a little different this year. No paddock. It'll be a temporary paddock. Um, they're in the middle of construction right now, so uh, it'll, it'll, it'll be different. But uh, Derby Prep this weekend, it's the Robert B. Lewis, I believe. Uh, out on the West Coast. So, uh, love just slowly inching into Derby fever over here at the Roush House. Does Brad Cox have anybody this weekend? Uh, if it's the Robert B. Lewis in Southwest, like there, the, he he keeps his horses in Arkansas and Louisiana this time of year. So, gotcha. no, probably not. Gotcha. Uh, we got a big NFL weekend. I don't know if I can ever remember conference championship weekend where I just have no clue what's going to happen. A Bengals Eagles 49er for a Bengals Eagles Super Bowl would not surprise me. A Bengals 49er Super Bowl would not surprise me. 49ers Chiefs, Eagles Chiefs. No matchup would surprise me in the slightest. And I don't know if I can ever remember a year where that's been the case. Uh, the the Bengals Chiefs line has been as wonky and weird of a yeah, sports betting line that I can remember. It's all over uh, the place. Chiefs started as favorites, and then it went to the Bengals, and then now it's starting to to twist back over to Kansas City was where it sits right now. Kansas City a one-point favorite. The Eagles a two-and-a-half-point favorite. That one has been more steady, as you would imagine. But I'm, I'm pumped for it. It starts out in the NFC on Sunday at 3 o'clock, and then it'll finish with the Bengals and Chiefs and the AFC at 6.30 starting after that game. There is no more nervous feeling in sports than your team playing in a conference championship NFL game. Elite eight's right up there with a similar feeling. But Mm -hmm. conference championship, it's a little different because either the next two weeks you get to dream big and you get to – I mean, it's just such an exhilarating feeling. Or it's all over. And your season wasn't all that much different than the teams that ended a couple couple weeks before you when it's all said and done. So – lot on the line. We could be talking about back-to-back Cincinnati Bengals going to the Super Bowl, which five, six years ago, who would have ever in a million years predicted that? So who do you boys got this weekend? Uh, on the Bengals line, the thing that's so weird about it, it's one thing for lines to move. It's rare for them to go, like, flip from one side to the other. So that one that one does feel about it. I, I, I really coin flip for me. Um, but I do, I do think the Eagles. I ultimately am going to fade the rookie quarterback. I, I just trust Jalen Hurts a little bit more in this situation. The home crowd, uh, even though the the Niners have been here a little bit more, right? Like they were in the, this game last year. Uh, they were in the Super Bowl with Shanahan a couple of years back. A lot of people from that team still around. But I so just I. I don't know, man. I I don't know about Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. I, I think the Eagles' defense is good enough to s- slow down the run and make him actually win the game for him, and I just don't know if he can. So I like the Eagles 
But um, the other one, I'm just at the point where I, I can't I can't bet against Joe Burrow. Um, but like Patrick Mahomes is at home and he's oh, that, that that one's tough. That one's tough. Feels like the Bengals are the hot team right now, but uh, eventually their luck's got to kind of start to run out sooner or later. So. Uh, that that one that one's tough for me. Scoots, what do you think? The Bengals are definitely they've got the feel of like a team of destiny type situation, which I don't really care about or I don't really care for being the Bengals. I, I think the Chiefs win this game. I mean, the fact that they started out as favorites and then it went to the Bengals with all the Mahomes injury stuff, and now he's came out and said he's going to be good to go. I think Chiefs win this game. Uh, they're they're the better team, although I think it's extremely close. Both of these teams are really, really good. And I think you can throw in Buffalo in that, too. They, they were a really good team in the AFC. The other game, I think Eagles, I think they roll. And part of that is because I just have not been a 49ers believer here this season, and I really have never been a 49ers believer. I don't know why exactly oh. that is. But, yeah, give me the Eagles. Give me the Chiefs. I'm going eagles Bengals, And – feel better about the Eagles pick than I do the Bengals, but as I mentioned, just nothing would really surprise me. 49ers are just so tough defensively, especially up front. They're going to be in Hurts' kitchen all, all game. So I, I will take the Eagles, though, just them being at home, and they're playing. They, they have been probably the best team all season when healthy, and then they weren't healthy there to end the season, and they showed – a lot of signs of just mediocrity. However, they're back to being healthy, and I think they're back to probably rocking and rolling. I do think it'll be a good game, but I'll take the Eagles there with not a ton of certainty and even less certainty. I'll take the Bengals, but I'm not going to pick against Joe Burrow right now. He is the best quarterback in the NFL, and he's healthy, unlike Patrick Mahomes. And then secondly, if they could just go up to Buffalo and totally dominate that game start to finish, then they can do it against Kansas City. Will it be as easy as a win? Probably not. Um, but I still, I, I would, I'd feel silly picking the Chiefs and then the Bengals go out and do what they did to Buffalo. So I will go with an Eagles Bengals Super Bowl, and Trevor and a bunch of KRC listeners are going to be really, really happy on Monday. The uh, the one thing about the Bengals too, like the team of destiny, I could totally see the narrative of went to the Super Bowl the year before. Uh, came up short, and then the next year, similar start to the year, but ultimately come back, rally, win it all. Like it, it just, I yeah, I can I can envision that. I can envision that. The but, good uh, news should for, be great games, regardless, though, right? Yeah, the good news for all these teams, maybe the maybe not the 49ers, is that like your old quarterbacks ain't going anywhere anytime soon. So if it doesn't work out for you this weekend, you're probably most likely going to be very competitive in the future and have other opportunities. But I'm, I am I think Purdy does enough. The 49ers have shown that you don't have to have a star quarterback to be to be a good team, but he is maybe the best that they've had the last few years where they've kind of mixed around some people. So, yeah, I, 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 I these teams, we'll hear about them in years to come. Unfortunate for the Packers. Uh. Ooh. Uh. Let's get back to this text line, shall we? Yeah, 502-414-1450 is the number, and we are at the text that says, Gentlemen, oh, so Roush, is your team into sales competitive in your district, or did you all get waxed? What was the talent like in the sixth region back in your time? 
uh, I, for lack of a better term, we were really good at beating the teams in the regular season and then losing to them in the first round of the district. Uh, Palmley bro got upset. I, the, yeah, I mean, we, we also know buzzer beater one year, uh, got killed one year. And then, uh, my senior year, we were something like one for like, we hit two shots in the first two quarters. It was, it was just lit on the bucket. It was, it was bad. Rough. Texter says, good morning, gentlemen. Alex from Colga here. It's the celebrity. Oh, wow. Love hearing from a, Alex from Colga. Been waiting for this. What a great day yesterday and Wednesday. Very humbling and cool feeling having a Kentucky football player shout out my full government name. Ha, ha, ha. I will absolutely be at the game this year. Already cleared her with my booking agent, my wife. Hopefully I can see you all there when the time comes. I appreciate you all indulging me all these years and reading my text. Best Kentucky sports show in the nation. Have a great weekend. Go Cats and Rock Chalk and suck my... And then he the, the, it must have been oh. character limits there. Yeah. The text cut off right at that that moment, oh. Alex. Uh, that's uh, We're happy for you, buddy. And let us know what game you get to. We'll be sure to say hey. We'd like to say hey to all KRC listeners except for the Sack Pack and intern Jacob, in which case we do not go over and say hey to them pregame. Um, but we would we'd love to see you at a game. Uh, it's going to be a really fun football season when the time comes, and it's a it's a nice schedule too. Wait, you can't put intern Jacob in the KRC listener category. He doesn't listen. No shot. No shot. No, I don't. I don't think he does either. He did invite us to his graduation party this weekend, but he didn't tell us until yesterday. What a goon! Yeah, which is like that's advance notice for a twenty year old, but for adults uh you know yeah but like for graduate it's not like they just plan this graduation party on monday or something you know they to to have it at the place they're having it they probably had to clear it out pretty well in advance why did why did we get such a last minute invite i've got it he he's gotten uh he hasn't got many rsvps and he's just what doesn't want it to be a light crowd no so he responded to our text message that he just needs a couple celebrities to show up so my thinking is that he's got a bet with one of his buddies or family members that he could get one of us there. See, I want to go because if, you know, it, he he helped us out and he's a good kid, but it, I'm going to have to move some things around if it's going to happen. So it's going to be pretty tough. I'd say the odds are I will not be there. I think he just wanted us. I think he just wanted some extra cash. That's also likely. Yeah. Invited yeah. us knowing that it was going to be tough for us to make it, but like feel obligated that we need to throw up some money for his big day. Is, but is is cash for a college graduation party? Is that a, it's a high school graduation thing? But I, and to be frank, um, I don't think I've ever been to a college graduation party. Yeah, you haven't never been invited. Wait, I don't. I mean, I just didn't. I mean, yeah, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think for myself. Obviously, huge in the high school ranks. Everybody right, right. Them. But college, like we did a little. I mean, I we got food and we like drink beer before going out to the bars, you know, after I graduated. My 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 one buddy, he uh, his mom, she had like a big cookout because she was like, it took him six and a half years. So I'm going to celebrate it. But like, you know, like an actual party that I don't I don't know if I went to any. Texter says, y'all were talking about the running back for next year and didn't mention Ramon Jefferson. Is he not expected to be recovered from his injury or did I miss something else? I'm just not really all that high on him. I wasn't really all that high on him last year. And then especially not going to be any higher on him coming off an injury. Uh, Just personal, like, 
viewing his tape when he was healthy, I just wasn't all over the moon. Uh, I thought as a depth back, sure, that's nice, you know, maybe a nice piece to have. He should be 100% healthy going into the season, and I bet he'll get some carries here or there, but I, I don't, he's not on my my list of, I think, people that are going to make a huge impact this season. I just don't know where he fits in the equation coming off an injury. Whereas, like, and I mean, and that's, that's, that's also how I feel about the other guys that had season ending injuries, where you had other guys step up at their positions that have kind of earned the right to play. But those injury guys, I'm, be in the mix, but I, I don't know exactly how. And it's also worth noting too that uh, you know Jefferson was an ad after like he, he that was over the summer. Uh, that wasn't a Liam Cohen kit, even though he did, as he he pointed out, he recruited him at Maine like seven years ago or whatever it was. That's uh, wild. Yeah. So, uh, but but yeah. I, He's he's certainly going to be that's going to be a guy that I think we'll we'll talk about a little bit in the spring. But I, you're just I I don't know I feel like anything you get from him is just going to be bonus. I agree, John. Here, good TGI morning, everyone. It's almost game time, my friends. I know the Cats will take care of business this weekend. BBN will be happy as the Cats will win by 16 nasty points. He says, and Reeves will be the MVP. I wonder what's the difference between 16 points and 16 nasty points. As for the NFL, well, it's going to be how the powers to be want to write the script. The storyline I see is the eighth element of the world, a.k.a. Patrick Mahomes, will play injured. Do you mean the eighth wonder of the world? Yeah, will play the fifth element. And, and still have a great game as my Chiefs win by 10, and the Eagles will win by 14 to set up Andy Reid versus his former team matchup in the Super Bowl. Mahomes versus Hurts. Wow, that would be a must-watch TV. And the – K-5. What's, what's the K? What's a K-5? That's, that's like wrestling. Okay. The K-Fob in me will be intrigued by this magical storybook ending. Well, got to go. Have a great weekend. Talk to you later. If you bet the the points, like if you take like alt lines and parlay those, your predictions, I bet that would be a huge, huge payout uh, if your predictions come true, John. But uh, yeah, John. don't think they're going to be that 10 and 14, double-digit games. Doesn't, doesn't strike me as happening. Uh, one of them will come down to the wire at, at, at minimum. Least. Yeah, yeah. You all need to watch the seven, 1979 All Quiet movie. The latest is actually the third iteration. Oh, I didn't know that. Another texture says, am I on an island in that this is the first I've ever heard about Cutter? Tell me more. Who is he? Man, you yes. must be. Um, yeah, Cutter Bowley. Uh, transferred from LaRue County. Got offered by UK and Lane Kiffin after his freshman year. Uh, is at LCA now. Just finished his sophomore season. Led the state, throwing for more than 300 yards passing. Top 100 recruit. LCA being Lexington Christian Academy. Yes. Uh, there have been a number of football commits on Twitter lately. Can you sort out the walk-ons from the scholarship offers? If they mention Coach Perry underscore UK, that's Mark Perry, who was previously the Lexington Catholic coach. He runs UK's walk-on program. They tag him, then that's a walk-on. That's how you can tell the difference. Jason is a little Mitch, and that's from Steve. Uh, Justin, it looks like they think your name is Jason. Yeah, I, I responded back, told him Justin. That's all right. No worries. You're, Just a s- right simple mistake. Scooter, dingus, Hoosier Scooter, whatever you want to be called. Just don't call you Justin don't, or Jason. Don't call me Jason. Yeah, that's like the most basic man name there is. <laughs> 
Suck it, I Jason. I to Mitch on this one. Alcohol has no place in college sports unless you're rich. And I'm personally waiting until I have a million in assets to drink my next game day beer. I pray the rest of you pledge the same. It is funny anytime I'll make like a like a, a, a tweet, and which I do often, obviously, about UK's stupid, stupid elitist alcohol policy. I will always get like three tweets of people being like, I'm glad Mitch doesn't do it. I don't want the atmosphere to be like that. And it just, they always get me riled up and I shouldn't allow it. Hmm. There's a few people out there that are emailing Mitch. I think he sees those emails and he's like, yes, validation. I do it for you all. (laughs) Kirby says anything more scoots than acting like he's a Caps fan and cheering for us on KRC. And then two hours later, we'll probably pick the Jayhawks minus one and a half. Ooh, that is a very scoots-like. Guess move. guess you'll have to stay tuned into the Spears show to to hear. He does he does switch up. <laughs> he's, he's fake. He's fake as it gets. Uh, Texter says TJ's an idiot for saying geeses. <laughs> Geese and duck require what is called a migratory bird stamp, and it's illegal to hunt them out of season. Out That's of season. dumb. That's dumb. They fall under the Migratory Bird Act of 1918. All okay, right. it's 1918. That's over 100 years old. We got to reevaluate. They're everywhere, and they and they poop everywhere. Oh, man. Just throwing that out there. Have you considered doing what ESPN does when they switch their college and NBA commentary teams? It would be funny to hear TJ and Rutherford on the same show. <laughs> It'd be, I, I've always thought that Big X should do stuff like that. Maybe save it for the summer just when like content's a little bit slower and you could have more fun with it. But yeah, I'm I'm totally down. I don't think I'm not so sure Rutherford would be though. Uh, also, Rutherford said yesterday there's a big wig radio group text message. Has Dugan on it, has Rutherford on it, has Matt Jones on it. Do you know Sweeney? about this? Rush? Sweeney's what? on it. Ow. And we're not on it? We're not even sniffing. The text line, but supposedly it was it was raving about Trevor at wrestling the other night. Wow, I bet, I bet it was. Um, you you did ask me if Brad Cox has a big horse running this weekend. Cyberknife in the Pegasus World Cup, big race okay. Saturday evening. The big Brad Cox horse. Oh yeah. UK takes on Grady Dick this weekend. Dylan Ballard here. Uh, we duck and goose hunt in regular goose hunting season is usually a pretty long season and Canada geese are generally open season during the fall, but just a few weeks. Thanks Dylan. Appreciate it. If there's anybody, anybody that would know about hunting regulations, it's Dylan Ballard. You are very I love that Scoots from freaking Pekin makes Dylan Ballard sound like he's from some BFE. Like, come on Scoots. Uh, Dylan's going to be in Louisville tonight. Asked for some dinner recommendations. I gave him some places in the part of town he's going to be in. Hope he takes me up on it because it's a uh, really good food. A texter says, tell that dude bros before hoes. I think regarding the, the player or, or uh, Oh yeah. Go the, into the game. The Seriously. girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. The brother and the girlfriend. It's Canadian, not Canada. No, I think it's actually Canada geese. It's Canada goose. Yeah. It's not Canadian because they're. Named Goose, it for John you guys Canada. figured it out. TJ, you need to t- take care of next fall. Just give me a yell. We can set up decoys, bird blinds, wear waders, all in town. That would be great. I'm all for it. Well, <laughs> let's put a pin in this for next fall. Should I feel bad for not really caring about the all-times win record? When we don't have it, no, you shouldn't. When we do have it, you have to care about it. Still waiting for the NCAA to vacate those wins for Kansas. Go Seriously. ahead. Get it going. 
TJ and Nick, as parents, how often is it too often when asking others to watch the kids? As someone without kids, I feel like I would need a break from them at least once a week. Ah, we don't have enough time for it. But I yeah. mean, I, I don't know. We, I don't feel like I'm. It's a, it's a, it's kind of a long answer. Let's save that one for next week. Yeah. I believe yeah. what intern Jacob has extended would be considered an invitation, also known as a non-invite. Because he knew he we weren't going to be able to show. Oh, it's a good point, Texter. Yeah. yeah, you're probably right. Plans this weekend, gentlemen? Scoots, I feel like the weekend you find yourselves an absolute smoke show. What do you say, pal? Can't score unless you don't shoot. I will have absolutely zero. I'll have negative time this weekend to find a smoke show. So, wow. not going to happen. Negative time. Negative time. And then say, remind us, Trevor will be on TV again tonight because they filmed the shows twice. All right, let's do our pick. Scoots is uh, extending his lead. He's up 9-5 to 1. Scoots, what's your score and your MVP? Uh, give me Kentucky 75-73. to 73. I'll take Oscar. All right, I will take UK 81-77. to 77, And I'll take Antonio Threves. Uh, hate to do this, boys, but um, you have to do it. Well, you, you have you to, Roush. Yeah, you need some points. So rock it's not chalk, a bad idea. Eighty-five, Kentucky, seventy-nine. Cats can't get it done. Give me Wilson as the the MVP for the Jayhawks. It's going to be an absolute electric atmosphere. We did a great job breaking down the game today. So go back and listen to the podcast. Have a good weekend. Be safe. Go Cats. This is Kentucky Roll Call of Big Sports Radio. Oh, God.